Welcome to the Shellheads podcast. Uh, I, that's not how I usually start these. I say hello and welcome. But no, it, you know what? Let's just, just do this different. Hey, it's the Shellheads, guys. Is that, is that better, Jeff? Huh? I didn't know that you were going uh, channeling your inner valley girl uh, for this <laughs> introduction. Like, welcome to Shellheads. I'm your host, uh, Sergio. I'm here with your other host. His, his name is Jeff. Hi, Jeff. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> fine, fine. I'll be normal. How's it going, dude? That's impossible, but it's going rather well, Sergio. Um, started off, you know, 2023 with, um, you know, getting healthier, working out. I feel great. Probably better than I have in a long time. So. Well, that's good. That's good. I was doing this like way before the new year too. So it's, it's kind of like become a habit now. So, um, got all that drive. That's, that's good. I, I'm doing something similar to that. Uh, I'm not working out because I don't like to sweat. Atkins? No, I'm just eating less. Oh, well, that'll work too. Yeah, I, re- I refuse to buy into these, these, these different types of diets. Like, oh, I'm on Atkins. I'm on this, this. I'm on that. I don't, I don't eat gluten. No, I'm just like, t- typically I just eat until my body tells me, oh God, stop. Well, you're, you're, so you're on the seafood diet. I used to be. Yes. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I'm on the, hey, just eat one plate of meat, one plate of food each meal, you idiot diet. Yeah. Which, so far, I feel better because my body's not struggling to digest food anymore. Uh, but yeah, yeah, new year, new new stuff. I, I don't know how long it's going to last. I hope I shed some pounds, though, just, just, just to feel better about myself. But I believe in you. Aw, well, look at you. Not only, are we, not only are you my co-host, you're also my friend. Yeah, you can do it, buddy. <laughs> well, it's, well, it's it's something that I've struggled with my whole life. And so I just, you know, just it came to a point where I was like, you know, it's it's really time to start thinking about the future. And um, kind of want to be around here a long time. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like we're not here to talk about our diets. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, Ninja Turtles. We indeed we are. Yes, and uh, we have segments. Uh, what is the first one? It's time to see what's in Sergio's box. Uh, let's see. I, I don't have much, so we can just burn right through this segment. Um, I got the best action, Krang and Rocksteady. Now, which Krang? Uh, the regular bubble walker krang okay yeah uh it's it's a cool little figure but it it's not you know jumbo like the the one you would want right and b- because it's you know it's so slight and there there's not much to it they actually kind of knocked it out of the park it looks very good hmm. you know it, it doesn't take much design to design a good krang uh the rocksteady on the other hand is kind of weird how so? Uh, and we've talked about this before, but he has long sleeves. Say, huh? 
Yeah, Rocksteady has long sleeves, which is kind of weird. He doesn't typically have long sleeves. He's got his guns out. Right, right. But there's a full, there is a reason he has long sleeves, and we mentioned this before, but. Oh, yeah. It's so he, so they can do his head swap. Exactly. Yeah, they did a head swap with Bebop, and it worked easy because Bebop is brown, and that's, you know, the color of the skin of, you know, human Bebop. It's fine. But with Rocksteady being a white dude, not a gray dude, they, they had to make a few modifications. I don't know if I like the Rocksteady. Yeah. But, you know, you got, got to complete that collection, right? Right. That And that crane does legit look nice. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good looking it, dude. Like, it looks exactly like he, he did in the cartoon. Mm-hmm. I think that's more accurate than the, uh, the Playmates one. <laughs> Probably. A lot of those Playmates ones were not accurate at all. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that's all I got, man. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I'm trying to think about it. That's it. That's all I got this time. Hmm. Uh, now I, I did start opening some toys. Really? To yeah. Them. Which, uh, which I typically don't do. You know, I sometimes I open stuff that, you know, I really want to get into or if I buy it specifically to open it. Uh, so. This is going to be a, a, a callback to some stuff we talked about a lot, but you know the Playmates two-packs that were available at Walmart? Yeah. That had the big, weird-looking turtles? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I didn't want to buy those at first, but they ended up shipping with two brand-new figures that you know were available nowhere else. That's where we got the little tiny head shredder. Oh, man, that thing's so creepy looking. Yeah, and the the Triceraton that just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. So I bought all those two packs just because they were in store, and I was like, oh, I got to get that. And uh, mainly because I wanted the shredder and I wanted the Triceraton. Yeah. Well, uh, this is kind of bleeding into the news section, but... It's not nec- not technically. With the release, like, Target is now getting a whole bunch of exclusive Playmates stuff, right? Uh-huh. And with that exclusive stuff, both the Triceraton and the Tiny Head Shredder are being released as single-packed figures. See, that's that feels just like a just a, just a kick in the junk. Like, you would think so. You know, because it's like, oh, man, I, 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 all I wanted were the single packs originally, you know, and which is the case. I just wanted those two figures. However, this does give me the opportunity to just bite the bullet and open everything. Yeah, I could I could see that, you know, because because I already have all four of the turtles in the original packaging when they were originally released several years ago. I have Bebop and Rocksteady in the, Stretty in the original packaging. Uh, and I have duplicates now because of those two packs. So what I'm doing is just cracking those open and, you know, putting them on my shelf with all my other stuff. And I like them more than I am willing to admit, I think. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so there's that. So I, like, technically they're not new, but they're new. They're now open. So they're, they're out of package new to me. Yeah. 
Yeah. But other than that, I don't I didn't really get anything else. Did I talk about completing my Turtles game collection last time? I don't think you did. Well, Jeff, what's in your box? Well, Sergio, it's not really something that's in my box per se. It's something that I uh, a friend of mine helped me procure. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, um, I've got pretty much all of the um, cartridge-based Turtles games for Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Game Boy, Genesis, except one. About okay. two, maybe three years ago, um, I was I was down on um, on a trip um, and went to a strip mall, and it was like a, they had like a game store, kind of like a game exchange, and um, they had all these like display cases which house the rare, you know, hard to find games, and I saw Turtles Tournament Fighter for NES in there, and I I didn't get it. I, Why? I, Why would I, you not get that? I don't know. I didn't have my kit with me to to open stuff because I always do that because a lot of these games have been you know heavily bootlegged and they you know they've got fake stuff in there and I always check and I match like the board scans to make sure I'm getting the legit deal and I'm not going to spend X amount of dollars you know because you know I'm a cautious guy. Yeah, I just I'm picturing <laughs> I'm picturing you going into a store and just saying, pardon me, but I would like to dismantle that thing under your glass case, which I actually have done. And I've had no <laughs> trouble um, <laughs> with people letting me do that. I was like, hey, I'm just going to open this up, look at it, compare it. And, you know, like, yeah, sure. Um, And um, so a friend of mine was uh out of town. Um, and he stopped at a game exchange and it was like, Hey, uh, here's, he sent me a couple of photos and, uh, I was like, Oh my God. I was like, is that freaking tournament fighter? He's like, yeah. I was like, it, is it like, are you there now? I need that. It's like, can you open it and look at it? Of course he didn't take his toolkit with him. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Just for the, for the record, asking someone else to do that on your behalf is a crazy person move. Well, look, he was already out of town, and I there's no way I could, <laughs> you know, whatever. So I always try to be prepared. So, um, he got it, brought it to me. I inspected it. It's the real deal, and I am now the proud owner of every cartridge based turtles game. Can that be heard on the mic? Yes, yes, it can. Go oh, clap, yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you an image, and you can put this on the uh, the Instagram. Cool. Uh, I think I'm missing two. Probably tournament fighters and yeah, and uh, the that one um, rare Game Boy game. Is it Turtles Three? I think it's three. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, those are the only two I'm missing. Well, I will be on the lookout just in case. Yeah, oh, yes, please do. Um, I found it once before, and I thought like I found it again. Um, so I basically just need replica plastic cases for Turtles 1, 2, 
tournament fighters and I guess two of the Game Boy games since I have an original box for the first uh, Game Boy game. Oh, but I might cool. just get new ones for all of them. Just so they're uniformed. Yeah. Or if I can uh, replica booklets, that'd be even better. Or the original booklets. I thought of something else that I got. It's not really, you know, like a super big deal. The um, Ninja Turtles Power Rangers second crossover came out yeah. last week. And uh, I bought one, two, three, four, six, like seven, seven of the number one covers. Oh, wow. Seven different ones, because of course I did. <laughs> there's four of them that like connect together. And then there's those four sold as like a gatefold cover. And then there's a, a Kevin Eastman variant and then a black and white version of that Kevin Eastman variant. And I, I bought a lot of comics. Well, yeah, but I'm not going to go as hard as I went last time. Right. Cause <laughs> the, the last time they did this crossover, they were, they were releasing like nine covers per issue and they were terrible. And no, no, I, I, I'm cutting that off. It's going to be, Cover A and any Eastman cover that comes out. Yeah. Yeah, because there's no there's no need. Imagine like at some point you're you're running out of space. I really I'm not like th- that's the thing. I only collect Ninja Turtles. So, yeah, even if I have all of the Ninja Turtles comics ever created, I still only have what one f- f- like five or six long boxes. Yeah, but like. I'm talking about, like, figures and other stuff, too. Oh, well, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> it's too late. That's a different discussion. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's what's in our boxes. What's it, next? It's time for Secret of the News! <laughs> we have a lot of news this time, Jeffrey. We do. Uh, it's, it's like new year, new news, I guess was, was, well, I don't know. A lot of these are leaks or just stuff that wasn't officially announced that just kind of hit the world. Um, do you, let's start with the big news. Okay. So at some, at some point in the past two weeks, I think it was about a week ago, four character images from the new movie hit the internet. Yep. Hard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And every single Turtles outlet is like, hey, guys, look at this. Hey, which includes us. I put them on the <laughs> Instagram and I'm like, hey, guys, what do you think? Yeah. Like a good newsman, right? Yeah. Uh, let's just jump into wh- what do you think? What do you think? There's a lot of small details that were included in these that we sh- we need to talk over. Yeah. What are your what are your first reactions? At first glance, I think they look pretty good um you know it's it's really hard to tell you know just from images alone how it's all going to work together on film Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the same way i was with rise and then i was like no this ain't gonna and then i saw it in in a change of mind i was like oh wait a minute now so there there are several things that i I dig and there's stuff that I don't. Um, 
I'm I'm not okay with Michelangelo having braces. That's that's really dumb. <laughs> yes, I know they're teenagers, but who is their freaking ninja dentist down there? No, no. Yeah, yeah. Like really uh, stupid. Obviously, there is a way for them to write in the story. You know how Michelangelo ends up with braces. God, no. I just I I hate it. I, I don't like it. Yeah. On like just seeing it, but I don't hate it because, as I said, it might make sense. It might. Yeah. We haven't seen the movie. It might. I make know, sense. Still, I'm just gonna go ahead and say I hate it. Um. <laughs> and if you look carefully, you can see what looks to be like decal stickers on his nunchucks. Yes. So he's decaled his nunchucks, which, you know, Splinter wouldn't have that. That's a, that's a, that's, that's a, that's a teenage thing. That's a teenager thing. It definitely is. Yeah. Um, and as we can see from the belt buckle that they're going with the 87 cartoon style with all of them having their initials. Yeah. Um, so there's that, you know, that clear influence. Um, Moving to Donatello. Uh, yeah, I'm very curious what you think of this Donatello. <laughs> I'm okay with everything except the glasses. That's really stupid. Yeah, th- that seems to be the, uh, like, everyone's opinion on it. Like, he looks fine, but the glasses are a bit too on the nose. No pun intended. Like, uh, someone on Instagram said it was just lazy. And th- that's like, the greatest way to put it. Yeah. It's just really lazy to say, oh, the nerd guy, he has glasses. Yeah. I was like, this is not Steve Urkel, Otello here. Just stop. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm not going to say they look bad. You know, they, they look fine. But it it, it is, it's rote. It's so rote. I, I, I really don't like the concept of, oh, we'll put them in glasses. That way everyone knows. So it's ugh. it's it's kind of gross. It, I, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and his bow staff looks re- like really weird. Like this looks like Jenga pieces. Yeah, and like one end of it kind of looks like a pencil eraser. It's I don't know what all that's about. I I don't either. I don't uh, either. Yeah, I, there's no there's really no other complaints with Donatello. Like him having uh, headphones and having a cell phone and everything in his like on his belt. Is yeah. that's in line with his character. That's in line yeah. with a teenager that is his character. Yeah. The one thing that I love about this Donatello, there is not a tech backpack. Well, I mean, I can understand why, you know, in Rise he needed it. That made perfect sense. If you say so. It was, was, un- it was unnecessary. It was soft shell. So, yeah. Right, but that's because they wrote him as a soft shell. They didn't have to write him as a soft shell turtle. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That show is fantastic. Uh, I just don't like the the idea of him just having a tech backpack. Never have. Yeah. Uh, let's let's see. The, the 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 most straightforward of all these is of course Leonardo. He just looks super basic. <laughs> yeah, which is that's Leonardo's character. Yeah. Yeah, not really. No, nothing. There's really nothing to complain about except for, you know, anything you would complain about all of them. Uh, Raphael, did you notice that his belt looks like it's duct taped together? 
Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I dig that. Yeah, but I know you don't dig the uh, full head bandana. I hate that. I've always hated that. It, it, I don't know. I don't know why. I just hate it. I hate it. Yeah. Um, and I and I don't think that's something they can explain away with story. Yeah. They can kind of explain the braces away. They can't. Ex- they can't explain. I just. I just like to have my whole head covered, bro. Like, okay. As a whole, I really like these designs. Uh, the 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 most or the biggest thing for me is that they're clearly teenagers. Yeah. Which leans into the story that Seth Rogen has said that they're telling. They're they're yeah. telling a, a a story about them being teenagers. And I'd heard rumors I think they're going to get actual teenagers to voice them. Now, that's bold. Yeah, if that's going to be the case. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying I'm opposed to it. It's just if if you (laughs) if you cast teenagers to play teenagers, at some point they're not teenagers anymore. And if you need a sequel. Yeah. Things get rough. But again, it's a rumor. So, yeah, grain of salt, folks. Yeah, I. uh. I just, uh, and that's that's one thing that so many pieces of of Ninja Turtle media are just just completely whiff on, and that is the fact that they're teenagers. Yeah, and we'll get to that a little later in news. There's there's just a joy, like a the world hasn't destroyed the your faith in humanity yet. Yeah. Look on their faces. Yeah, yeah, it's there. It's just the, these. These images bring me happiness. Even if the movie sucks, these images are so much fun. I I can I can get in on that train, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm extremely surprised that they weren't copyright, you know, take down, taken down immediately. Yeah. Because I think that I think this was a leak. Yeah. Yeah. Some uh some uh like pages have. You know, the blank image is there and blah, 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 you know, strike or whatever on it. So, yeah, well, not, I've, I haven't seen any of like these specific four images. I haven't seen any of those come down. Now, I've seen other stuff like promotional um, st- items that were removed because they had, you know, I, what I think it is, is Paramount wants images that are that have a positive association with the movie to be on the internet. Yeah. All of these images that leaked of like toys with these bunk looking turtles on them. Uh-huh. They're striking all those down because they don't want those n- terrible looking images associated with this new movie. Yeah. You know, you, you want to put your best foot forward. All these toys that are coming out, they're not going to be significant when they actually come out. So those images can, they, they just need to go. Yeah. Uh, and I, f- I feel like these are all positive. I like I-, I like these. Yeah, I mean, you've got you know, it's your 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 mixed bag from people. There are people that are excited. There are people that you know it, you know not. And they're like, eh. And I was like, and you know, and that's that's with anything. And I'm like, let's just everybody relax. <laughs> let's let's wait for a trailer. And of course, let's wait and watch it, and then we can you know make our judgments there. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what, I, like. You say that that's the you know the opinion of most turtles fans. I'm I'm gonna say that that's that's also kind of where the shellheads fans sit because I posted these on the on the Instagram and 
yeah, there were a few people who were like, uh, uh-uh, this, nope, nope, let's not do this. While a lot of people were like, I like these images. I can't wait to see the movie, you know, and some were, I, I don't dig this, but I really want the movie to be good. So it doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. And it's like, and you know, to kind of give you an idea of what, you know, we have in store, watch Mitchell's versus the machines. Yeah. Because it's, it's just action packed and a lot of heart. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm expecting. Uh, I do expect a lot of people to be angry just cause it's not the turtles that they want it to be, but that's, that's, that's been a problem ever since 2K3. And, and, and think about it like this. This is, this could, if this proves to be successful, this could be just the beginning where look at, look at Into the Spider-Verse. Part two, Miles has grown up or he's aged. So mm-hmm. they could be aging these characters up too, you know, in progression. Yeah. So let's, yeah. Let's just let's wait. Yeah, uh, let's move on. We have so much more news to talk about. We do. Uh, real quick. So Kevin Eastman is going on tour. That's that's not really a great way to put that. He's going to be at some Comic Cons this year. Yeah. And he has posted his schedule on fan.kevinestmanstudios.com. Um. Looks like he's going to be in Kansas City, Missouri, Chicago, Greenville, South Carolina, Las Vegas, Nevada, San Diego, California, Orlando, Florida, Memphis, Tennessee, Jeff, hey, uh, Dallas, Texas, New York City, New York City, and Providence, Rhode Island. Man, he's going all over the place. He is. He is. Um. Most of those, no, this is pretty much throughout the year, starting in March. Um, so I guess check out his site if you want to find the details on where and when that's going to happen. Uh, Jeff, I, I'm going to say this again. Memphis Comic Expo in September. Huh. Uh-hum. <laughs> oh, well, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. That Memphis is only three hours from here. That's not bad. Um, yeah, I think that's really it. That's, that's it for that news. Um, let's talk about these Mezco turtles. Let's. You want, do you want to take this, this article or this, this thing? I can. Go for um, it. So if you, you know, if you guys just have, you know, like a, about $400 laying around to, uh, shell out on these <laughs> I see what you did there. these 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 high end uh figures which basically look like uh, you know they look like the mirage turtles with the color bandanas um super articulated lots of you know extra stuff uh that that comes with them um Raphael even has uh the you know, trench coat in his hat. Um I mean they look they look good. Um but I'm 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 not gonna spend four hundred dollars uh on these. <laughs> Why not, Jeff? I yeah, thought they uh, looked good. They do, but you know, I don't have the desire because I have the NECA Mirage figures already. 
Yeah, yeah, I... I'm not getting these, Jeff. Are you sure? And I don't like them either. Really? Yeah. I'm not saying that they're poorly made, or even poorly designed. It's just... They... They kind of rub me the wrong way. And how do they rub you, Sergio? And 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 this goes back to the whole turtles need to look like teenagers bit. Like these kind of look like angry old men. I literally was about to say that. Yeah, like <laughs> battle scarred, angry old men turtles. And I that's that's not for me, man. Senior mutant ninja turtles. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they're they're impressive, you know, and and the number of accessories they come with is staggering. Um, yeah, I, it's just I, I don't know. I don't. I, it, again, I, I feel like they missed the point. Yeah, they look super wrinkly. Yeah. Now I think um, a company called Mondo did some of these figures a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they what were about maybe one hundred to like maybe one twenty or so a piece. Something like that. Maybe fifty. Yeah. Can't remember. It's been forever. Um but they were basically just, you know, big versions of the NECA style um as well. Yeah. It this uh, and and this is gonna seem way meaner than what what I meant it to sound, but these look like figures designed after fan art. Yeah, I could see that. You know, because a, a lot of fans go out of their way to draw the turtles in uh, quote-unquote badass um, poses, and, oh man, look at them, they look so cool, and they're gonna go fight the foot. It's like, no, like, they're supposed to be, they're, they're basically children. Yeah. You know, sure, they might be 18, but in the grand scheme of things, they're still children. Yeah. These are definitely well-made, and they're probably worth the $100 per figure that you're going to pay. It's just not for me, man. Yeah. I would say, you know, between this and the Mondo ones, I I prefer the Mondo ones, because if you look at them, they look like they're, you know, much more... You know they're they're smoother, they're you know, they're cleaner looking. They come with the alternate, you know, uh, red bandana heads and stuff, and even uh, a, a chunk of the uh, exploded shredder. Oh yeah, yeah, pulling those up, one hundred percent. Yeah, ooh, they were one fifty a piece. Ooh, that's that's still that's still up there. Rough. But they look, yeah. they look, they look good. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'll include a link to uh, where you can find those and buy them, should you choose to do so. Uh, I think I might be tired of seeing turtles' heads shaped with their teeth the same way they were in the original Playmates figures. Yeah, and you know, and Mikey with that goofy smile, like, come on, let's let's change it up. Yeah, I might be tired of that. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. What's next? What's the next thing, Jeff? Well, um, well, Playmates, you know, they're, they're at it again. Um, they're putting out a line or they're putting back out, uh, <laughs> those 
interesting-looking sculpted versions of the 90s movie Turtles. But this time they're in disguise. So far, we've seen Leonardo and Michelangelo in the trench coats. Yeah. They weren't in the trench coats. It was just Raphael. Yeah. Like, the first time I saw these, I was like, oh, cool. Hey, these these are neat. You know, because my first thought was they're based on the cartoon. Because in the cartoon, they had trench coats. And, you know, that makes sense. Yep. They're supposed to be inspired by the movie. And in the movie, as you said, only Raphael has the trench coat. Yeah, they're the Ninja Elite series. Yeah. So, you know, these are from the neck down. These are going to be the exact same molds that they've been re-releasing over and over and over and over. I guarantee you they're exactly the same figures. They just ditched the old packaging and repackaged them. Either way, it's fine. Like, buy it if you want it. Don't buy it if you don't. But I, I, it's not fine. The only thing that's different from the figures that they've been churning out for the past three years is the head. Yeah. And the head comes from older versions of the same figures. So, like, they've just been using these same body sculpts for, like, ten years now. Yeah. And the, again, these are the same sculpts that are on the the Street Fighter crossover figures. I think it's the same one that's on the Stranger Things crossover figures. Uh, definitely the same ones that are on the Cobra Kai crossover figures. And they're just changing the heads out. Just changing the heads out, man. Hmm. It's entirely possible. Yeah, and these are Target exclusives. So I guess like they're they, for a while, Playmates had an exclusive deal with Walmart for similar figures and it looks like that deal's done because you can't find any ninja turtles at walmart now and now they've signed a deal with target and target is getting technically different skews with figures that are just different enough that it's fine it's fine these are exclusive to target now and and the ninja elite or ninja whatever they're calling this that's also the you know the packaging that the Tiny Head Shredder and the Triceraton are going to have. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a mess, but everything Playmates does these days is kind of a mess. Yeah, I mean, their last Ronin wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah, that's really the only thing they've gotten right. Yeah. And again, we're not hating on them to hate on them. It's just like, they, this is significant, like, criticism. They could do better. Yeah, yeah. And this isn't even, like... I'm not even going to go out on a limb and and, and uh, criticize their re-releasing of old figures. Yeah, do that. That like that's fine. Because a lot of those are in your house. <laughs> well, they are in my house, but just if you want to release the same figure to people and say, "Hey, you remember this thing from when you were a kid? Remember how you ripped all of its limbs off and lost his accessories and then your mom threw it away? Well, here's a brand new one for you to, you know, put on a shelf somewhere." And that's fine. There's absolute value in that, and they should continue to do that. They're probably making bank doing it. But right. this repackaging of, the, of of these same sculpts over and over and over in these weird skews, that's what's upsetting. Uh, am I saying that I'm not going to buy them? I mean, you might get Raphael. 
like I might. It might happen, man. I if I'm in a target, you never know what I'm going to spend money Don't on. Don't do it because you have NECA. You got the NECA Raph in the in the trench coat. I might. I might get Raphael, man. Don't do it. Like these are real stupid looking, but I still kind of want them. Eh. Maybe. I, I don't know. I d- don't, I'm, don't make me con- commit to anything right now. You got Nicaragua. You're good. I know, but I can always have more, Jeff. Well, that is true. More. That is true. Uh, I've got a tiny piece of news to report on. Then we can move to some bigger news. Okay. Uh, we've been talking about Knockout City for the past few months. Uh, the Turtles were included, then Bebop and Rocksteady. Apparently, Foot Soldiers are in there, too. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm real close to playing that game. I'm getting there myself. Yeah, but like the the footage that they keep showing with the turtles and stuff makes it look like a blast. Yeah, but uh, who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah, and this this villain pack is out today. It's like twenty bucks. Hmm. And it's limited, so who knows how long it's going to be available? Oh, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that, Jeff. Well, they said it was limited. Uh no, no, let's move on. Let's move on. It's too late. It's too late. Waxworks Records, uh, they posted a teaser on their Instagram. Uh, and what would that be of, Jeff? It's, a, def- uh, it's definitely not a teaser of a reprint of the, of the first Turtles vinyl. No. Record. I'm still, I'm still waiting on that. It's it's oh. not a, a teaser of the third Turtles movie on a vinyl record. Nope. It's looks like a reprinting or a repressing of Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Use. Yeah. Because we totally need one of those. I mean, hey, I, I dug the music in that one. That's, that's not even a that's that's not me dissing the music like there are plenty of copies of that floating around right right this is like a weird you know purple green ooze variant yeah limited edition you know whatever it looks good but was it necessary no jeff it wasn't and there you have folks yeah yeah not necessary but it does look cool like Okay, let me rephrase that. If if somehow this variant makes my green variant worth more, then yes, print as many as you possibly can. Yeah, and somebody's already said in the comments, we need the first repre- movie repressed, too. Come look, on. Here, look, I... I no. <laughs> I, I'm going to say no. Like, yes, they should, then they'll probably get around to it, but... Before they do a reprinting or repressing of the first movie, give us the third movie. Yeah. It doesn't exist on vinyl. It does not. You gotta pay for them ZZ Top. <laughs> so, like, just give us that, man. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I guess I'm, I'm sure that'll be hitting the store soon enough. Uh, I, <laughs> here, here's, here's, my stance on it. I am still subscribed to Waxworks Records email, uh, like emails that they send out their marketing emails, because I know eventually one of them is going to have Turtles 3 in it. And as soon as there is a Turtles 3 one, I will unsubscribe from their email. 
But until that happens, I guess they're just going to keep sending me emails. Well, now it's funny that you mentioned that because I'm I'm looking at their uh, their Instagram and there's a sneak peek at Turtles Three. Oh, I see it. It's on yeah. that calendar. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful art. Um. So, but we've seen the art already. Like that's Kevin Eastman art. He even posted a picture of that art before. Did he? I think so. I'm pretty sure we've seen that uh, that drawing. It's it's been it's been a while. Yeah, yeah. I guess get to work. So I guess let's let's just say it'll happen this year. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, moving on. That was a two for one special. <laughs> yeah. What's our next piece of news? Um, well, we're going back to figure news, but it's kind of a moot point because it's already sold out. Um, kind of out of nowhere, um, there was a black and white variant Stan Sakai edition signed, and I think there might have been unsigned, um, version of the, uh, the NECA Usagi Ujimbo figure. And, Pre-orders literally sold out within a day. They probably sold out within an hour. Probably. Because there's like, like 900 something of them. Yeah, th- that is not enough. No. What is, what's the significance of 998? I don't, I'm not sure. Uh, because that's how many units were, you know, pre-orderable or buyable or whatever. And it looks like that's, how many they're going to make, which doesn't yeah. seem like nearly enough. No. Um, I did not pre-order this. I did not either. Um, I don't. It's kind of a beef baby. It was about like 99. Yeah. Well, I, the, the, the price doesn't bother me. Like limited edition stuff is going to be a little bit more expensive. And if it has a signature with it, like, yeah, you can expect it to be a hundred bucks. Yeah, I didn't like I didn't want to pre-order it because it, like it doesn't make sense to me. Like, sure, the Usagi Ojimbo comic book is black and white. Yeah. However, this isn't Usagi from the comic. This is Usagi from the TV show. Right. I mean, it very well might, you know, could be because it looks, you know, on point. No, it doesn't. It looks on point. If you're looking at the Usagi from the TV show, this does not look like a Stan Sakai drawn Usagi. Actually, it does. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't, man. I disagree. No, no, no. Because they didn't redesign it at all. No, they just recolored everything. Repaint. They gave it a paint job. And it it just doesn't fly with me. Like, if they were to redesign it and make it black and white, I'm down. It just, it seems lazy. Eh. But, you, but, you know, giving a thing a black and white paint job, that's not new. So, I don't know why I'm complaining. I'm not compl- I am complaining, but I'm not complaining. Yeah, like, one thing that is, uh, you know, weird to me is, like, why his entire outfit is black and not, you know, representative of the, uh, you know, the drawing that's, like, next to it. What drawing next to it? So like it comes with like you can you can get signed editions or whatever, 
some of them have like like the cut like the box art like the front the front oh okay yeah yeah you're only proving my point yeah yeah it should be a light gray it should look different it's yeah it just bugs me um but I'm, I'm gonna kind of bring bring in some of our other news to to pile on top of this because okay. there was a leak like a target figure leak yeah that has a pretty curious inclusion on it i'm gonna start from the bottom uh in the very last image that leaked it mentions of course archie comics man ray uh tmnt ultimate red and black whatever that means but it also says TMNT Usagi Yojimbo black and white. Ah. Uh. So is the one being the, is the one sold on Stan Sakai's website like some sort of signature exclusive? Uh, that seems to be the the case. So you'll probably be able to get this at a at a Target probably pretty easily because I don't see this flying off the shelves. Yeah. Uh, for like 37 bucks. Yeah. Unless they decide to throw some of the signature ones in there. I don't see that happening. Probably won't. Yeah. So, so maybe you're, so maybe you're just missing out on the signature. Yeah. Which isn't, that's, that's a much easier pill to swallow. Uh, at $37, I might buy this. Yeah. For a hundred dollars. Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. Uh, other things that were in this, um, basically what leaked was a bunch of SKUs, like UPC, uh, UPCs with, even with like the target.com link that, you know, doesn't work yet because NECA hasn't even given the, the product to target yet. Yeah. Uh, but also in there was a, let's see, Team and T cartoon jersey red and grunt, which we knew was coming. Yeah. Uh, T cartoon short Gangster, Dumbo, and Tall Thug Dopey, which we knew was coming. Uh, uh-huh. the Casey Jones as Fan of the Opera, uh, Rhino Man and Mighty Hog, cartoon Ultimate Rex One. Oh, yeah. So it's cool to know that he's gonna be an Ultimate figure. We kinda knew that, but you know. Yeah. Uh, Mirage Comics, Shiva and Mini Shredder. And I had to look this up. Did you know that? Like, one of the Shredder clones was named Shiva? No. I didn't know that either. But I guess it makes sense, you know, with the four arms. Educate me. What? How is that? How does that make sense? Um, well, in, I want to say in, in uh, Shiva is a Hindu god with, that's usually depicted with multiple arms. Oh. That's that's weird and cool. Yeah. Like, it's cool that they would name it Shiva, but it's also really weird. Because I don't think the other two have names. Hmm. You know, like, one of them is Claw Shredder and one is Mini Shredder. Yeah. Yeah. But, okay. That's neat. Yeah. Um, Let's see. IDW last, of course, last Ronin, unarmored, last Ronin, armored. Cartoon Lotus versus Chakahachi two pack. Uh huh. Mona Lisa and Dirk Savage two pack. Archie Comics Jaguar 
Archie Comics Dreadmon. So a lot of those, most of those we knew were coming. Uh, I don't know. It, like the, the only one that's a real question for me is TMNT Ultimate Red and Black. Yeah. Like what? What is what is that? Have we seen those? I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Twitter seems to think it's uh, Ronan Raff, but mm. you would you would think it would have you know the Ronan name attached to it, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'll have a link to this this linked or this this leaked you know bit of information. Uh, oh, oh, and the the one here that is probably the big news is there's a TMNT cartoon accessory pack coming to the Target stores. Wow. And I believe that's something that was only sold on NECA, NECA's website. Yeah. I, I didn't buy the accessory set because, uh, I don't know, it's just not, it doesn't seem significant to me because I'm not, I'm not really opening any of these. Um, but it's going to be 50 bucks. And I know a lot of people are looking for accessory sets, so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we have one more piece of news, uh, I think. It's not really news. It's more of just a observation that was sent to us that is uh, kind of upsetting. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when we reported a couple of weeks ago about, uh, like, the giant size playmates turtles yeah that are you know being released apparently to target stores i think i think it's target stores start target stores you know it doesn't really matter the when the images of these things came out it just looked like you know the same mold just redone with you know all of the turtles having the same head and again just a real lazy release well, it's even worse than that. Not only is it lazy, uh, it's also the wrong size. How wrong is it? It's off by like an inch. Oh. It's too short. Wait, all of these, all these, these, these turtles are too short. And the, the weapons have a different mold. They're actually smaller than the original weapons. It's, it's, yeah, it's not cool. And someone, uh, let's see, I'm going to give credit here to Fat Crow Vintage Toys. Uh, a, an Instagram user sent that, sent a post from, from Fat Crow showing basically side by side images of the old one versus the new one. And even included an image with a, a like a Chinese knockoff. And it's the, it, yet another reason not to buy this. And, and they're just weirdly colored too. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, again, I'll, I'll, I'll post a link to this in, in the show notes so you can go see it and convince yourself this isn't worth your money. I'd say go with the, the NECA tuned up versions because those are huge. They're huge. They're really great, but they're much more expensive. I'm sure this will be like what, 30 bucks, 40 bucks. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh, if those NECA ones are like what, 125? Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, yeah, no, this isn't me complaining about that. It's just if right. you're on a budget. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I, I still don't see justifying this release. It's, it, yeah, it's yucky. Yeah. 
uh eh, whatever let's let's uh i guess let's move on that's is that all the news we have well there's one more piece um okay apparently um rise of the tmnt is up for a outstanding achievement in sound editing in non-theatrical animation uh, for the 70th annual Golden Reel Awards, uh, which takes place, I believe, in February. Okay. That Well, that's cool. Yeah. Let's see, the motion picture sound editors. Okay. So uh, this looks like a like an in-industry award, so like... Mm-hmm. That... <laughs> oddly enough, the smaller the award is, usually the, the you know... The more, uh, not necessarily prestigious, but the more right it is. You know, if you have sound editors voting on something that has to do with sound, they're going to know what's the best. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah, this is really cool that it's nominated. Yeah, uh, that's got to be a first for maybe Turtles anything in, like, maybe, film. Maybe. Unless... There was a nomination for, you know, the the original live action films. Yeah, in like a technical category somewhere. Yeah, like special effects or something. Yeah. Uh let's see, it's yeah, it's up for outstanding achievement in sound editing, non theatrical animation, which is very specific. But it's up against the Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild, Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous, Hidden Adventure, and Lego Star Wars Summer Vacation. Huh. So I'm not saying it's a shoe in, but like in my lizard brain, uh, I would say that this is a more significant release than any of those three. Right. So uh, I guess we, I hope I hope they win. That's I cool. Do. Good catch. Good catch, Jeff. Oh, thank you. Um, I think that about does it. Well, Jeff, uh, we have a main topic that we have to talk about, and it it has Batman. So it does have Batman. Yeah, so it's important. So let's get to it first. Let's take our break. And we're back, Jeff. Uh, we are now post break. We are into our main topic. What is our main topic? Uh, the turtles meet Batman. Yes, they do. Now, it's it should be noted that this this crossover that we that we read predates the uh, DC animated movie. Yes, uh, by a few years actually, uh, and arguably, I I would say the success of this the six six issue series uh, actually greenlit that movie. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things in it that the movie kind of borrows thematically. Uh, however, they are different stories. Yeah. And it, I'm not going to break down, oh, oh, the difference is here and the difference is there. No, that's that's not what we're here to do. But when there is a significant change, uh, I will point it out. Yeah. Uh, because I, I read this when it came out, and I was just so surprised that they were able to capture the essence of both series glue them together and use a pretty awesome little uh gimmick at the end that this was more entertaining than i expected it to be yeah 
what after this is the first time you've read this. So correct. What would how was it for you? I really enjoyed this uh, a great deal because, um, as you may know, or for listeners may not know, I'm a big Batman fan. Um, I don't really dive into the comics as much as I probably should, um, you know, because I just kind of consume the uh, uh, the animated and, and live action media a lot, so. You know, all the movies, animated series, you name it. Um, I, you know, own it and have watched it copious yeah. amounts of times. Um, so it's, so, so it's safe to say that you're a Batman man? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I knew that going into it. Uh, that, that's why I knew that you would love what we were kicking off the year with. Yeah. That's a good start. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it was kind of announced and, it kind of surprised everyone because of course the turtles are like, that's an IDW property right now in the, the comic space. And of course, Batman has always been DC and that's not going anywhere. So this was kind of a joint publication because both DC and IDW's you know names are on the book. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, the one, one thing about IDW is they are willing to share because most of their franchises are, People sharing franchises with them. And that's nice. That's really cool to see. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's this. There's the the the, the Power Rangers uh, crossover is a Boom Comics publication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Huh. Um, yeah, Ghostbusters crossover. Well, no, that's an IDW. That's still an IDW book. Well, yeah. yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're playing in this whole pool because they had already, you know, had the rights to those. Yeah. So I do have some things to say up front that I'm probably going to, to drift into while we're actually talking about the comics themselves. This the it's never specifically said what continuity this book lives in, but there are breadcrumbs to suggest that it is in the IDW universe, right? right. But I I don't know if I like that. I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with it, but I'm not fine with it. Like, if it's going to be, you know, based on the IDW canon, make it canon. Yeah. None of this is considered canon. It lifts right out. They don't ever reference the adventure they had with that bat guy. And on the flip side, if you have people coming into this book that have never read Ninja Turtles, they're getting exposed to characters like Harold. Yeah. That is a pretty, it's, it's, you know, that's a pretty specific, that's a deep cut. Right. If you're, if you're just a regular Batman guy, you know, and, and I, it's just don't include Harold. And this could be from, I, I don't know what it is. Crossovers always bother me because of these small, minute details that oftentimes don't make sense. I think you're overthinking it. I am absolutely overthinking it because it does fit in the IDW canon. Yeah. It does. I should just leave it at that. Well, why don't you? Because I can't. I don't know what it is. I just can't. Of course. Uh, I totally can. (laughs) 
I've already see, I've already moved on. Of course you have. Okay. Well, well, Jeff, let's just jump into the, the the books and we can discuss them as you know, as as we talk about each one, uh, because a lot happens, and they they do merge these two properties really well. So let's do book one. All right. Uh, it opens with foot foot soldiers attacking some scientists. You know they're scientists because they're wearing tr- uh, lab coats, right? Yeah. Uh, the turtles are there to protect them, and then we just cut to the turtles <laughs> receiving a pizza, uh, and it's explained that a bunch of uh, in, like industrial science places have been like broken into, presumably by the Foot Clan. It's not said in the news report, but that's basically what they're saying. Uh, the turtles are receiving a pizza somewhere in the sewers. Batman is headed to investigate all these break-ins because, hey, this is weird. Uh, some ninjas who use very specific ninja stuff are doing it, and it's not the League of Assassins, you know, my ninjas. So he, he, he has a very long conversation with Alfred, and he heads to, you know, take care of that. Uh, the turtles end up living in the sewers where who is this? Is this Croc Killer Croc? Is that his name? Killer Croc. Killer Croc is making his way through the sewers and <laughs> he breaks Michelangelo's video game. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Batman approaches the, the, the foot the, the foot clan is all like, hey, who are you guys? I'm gonna beat you up because I'm Batman. And the turtles are like, hey, you're a big crocodile. I'm going to beat you up because we're the turtles. And this is kind of happening simultaneously. Uh, the turtles, of course, take their do their fighting in the in the smoke like ninjas do. Uh, Batman is trying to figure out what's going on with these foot soldiers by doing his detective work. You know, Batman detective work, punching people in the face. While he's trying to punch someone in the face. A foot soldier is murdered by the Shredder, by shurikens being thrown at him, and the Shredder's like, he literally says, this is not your battle, warrior, our secrets will remain hidden. Which is a fantastic line. Oh yeah. Just so much power in that sentence. Uh, the Shredder, he uh, he escapes. The Turtles are investigating, what's this killer croc guy, what's, what's going on here? And they end up stumbling upon... Uh, the Batmobile, and they're like, this is even weirder, what's going on? Uh, at this point, the Turtles have figured out that they're in another dimension or in another world, right? Batman is still very confused. Uh, he sees the Turtles on the street next to his car, and he's all like, bro, let's let's do this. And uh, that's where the first book ends. So it, it kind of starts off with a bang. There's a lot of action. Uh, they're are minimal, almost like breadcrumbs of a story here, because they haven't given us any explanation as to how the Turtles got to Batman World, uh, but we are clearly in Gotham. Uh, what'd you think of this first issue? Said Batman World just sounds like a great theme park. <laughs> I would go in a heartbeat. Hang out in the Batcave. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I loved it. Um, I absolutely love the art on this book. Um, you see, before you go any farther, I, let's talk about the art because I, for me, the art is very hit or miss. Yeah. Like this, a, a lot of the panels are absolutely beautiful. 
Then there's a lot of panels where the turtles look ridiculous. Like what, what page? Uh, let's say page, where is it? Page 10. When they're up in the, uh, yeah. When they're in the rafters of the sewer, uh, I just I don't like the squinchy faces. Uh, they don't look great on page fourteen either. Mm, oh yeah, I can see that. Yeah, like fifteen, they're better. But I again, I just don't like the squinchy, fierce looking faces. Yeah. You know, but on the next page where you have Batman looking up at the shredder, like that's breathtaking. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, so so. I, while I like the art, I also kind of hate the art. I mean, you know, yeah. it's it's small nitpicks. Yeah. Continue. Continue. I yeah. interrupted you. No, no, no. That's fine. That's what we're here for. Um, uh, I set them up, you knock them down? I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, I know that they, you know, when we... we discussed you know the movie that you know there's obvious changes um because croc wasn't in the movie um you know and i think it would have been kind of cool to have had that little lead in you know with that but you know you got to make it different um you know you don't want to you know make exactly the same thing yeah yeah and and the story structure of a comic book is it, the story structure of a six issue comic series is different from the story structure of a three act movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of the same elements are there. Um, but uh, yeah, not not cool, Croc. Don't be don't be breaking people's video games. It's not. <laughs> I I knew you would have something to say about that. One of my one of my absolute biggest complaints is the Batmobile. I absolutely hate the Batmobile look in this. Why does it look like a? It looks like an insect. It looks. I don't know. Mm, look, Batman's had tons of different Batmobiles over the decades, um, but this this might be the worst looking one I've seen. Or almost like a cat, like it's a catmobile. Yeah. I don't. Or an ant. Antmobile. He's he's had other ones with like the bat face on it, which look really cool, but not not this one. Like I just I can't I can't get on board with this one. Yeah, and and maybe maybe he uses this version in like a more recent comic book. Maybe that's a reference to something that we just don't know about. Yeah. But I I can agree with that. Yeah. Um. Everything else, you know, I'm just I'm just really digging. Um, and like that that beautiful splash page where you know the turtles are coming after Croc. Yep. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Um <laughs> it like they uh the the artist spent all this time making such a beautiful piece of art on that page, and then right in the middle there's <laughs> A, a piece of dialogue. This is for my pony racers. Yeah, which was the game Croc destroyed. And I'm like, he could have left that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty oh. funny. Um, one more thing about the art. I don't know if you noticed this, but all of the characters have like a white outline to them. Yeah, I did notice that. Uh, and I'm sure it's done for just artistic effect. Um, but 
I kind of love that. Yeah, it really, it really kind of like, you know, makes it pop. Uh, kind of almost, you know, leap off the page mm-hmm. a bit. Um, yeah, it, it almost <laughs> like it does make it kind of leap off the page, but it also kind of makes it feel like all the characters are in front of a green screen. Yeah. You know, for better or worse. Uh, what, what I really liked about this first issue is it set the tone when it comes to Shredder. Yeah. Like the Shredder that's in this series is fierce. He is scary. He's ruthless. It's the, it's the version of Shredder we deserve. Yeah. Uh, and, and seeing him just murder his own guy in front of the good guy is, that's awesome. Yeah. Just Mr. Expendable. Yeah. Which is what grunts are for. Of course. Uh, so, so that's, that's all I have for issue one. It, it really starts off with a bang. Yeah. And there were a lot of, there were a lot of different covers for issue one, a lot of different printings for issue one. Mm-hmm. Cause this, this book was, uh, very successful. Yeah. To say the least. Let's jump over to book two. Book two? Uh, so it starts off right where issue one left off. Uh, Michelangelo busts through a, a window, uh, and he's all like, hey, there's a guy in a bat suit. He's crazy. Uh, and the window that he busts through is a pizza place. And of course, what does he try to do? Eat a pizza. Before he's yeah. able to do so, Batman rips him out of the building, uh, and we are in the fight between the turtles and Batman. Uh, the next, like, ten pages or the next five, five or so pages. It's just Batman beating the crap out of Ninja Turtles. Uh, and Splinter having to come in and say, Turtles, y'all need to, you need to run. Uh, I'll handle this. Uh, the Turtles run. Splinter throws a smoke bomb and hides. And Batman has a, uh, one of Raphael's sigh, sighs, which is a, it's a, it's a weird callback to the original movie, but we'll move on. The turtles are then in an arcade discussing what just happened. Uh, Michelangelo thinks Batman is the coolest because, of course, Batman thinks or Michelangelo thinks all superheroes are cool. Uh, Raphael is not cool with anything that just happened. Yeah. Uh, Batman has taken the side to is that Lucius? Yes. Yes, and they analyze the, you know, the metal and everything to try to figure out what's going on. And Lucius tells Batman, hey, this thing is not of this world. Um, even the molecules that it's made of are different from ours. And it looks like the DNA that's on it is, you know, like mutated. And that mutagen is slowly becoming inert. Which means the turtles that you fought will no longer be big man-sized turtles. They're going to be regular Turtle-sized turtles. Mm-hmm. Splinter followed Batman and got all of this information, learned that he is Bruce Wayne, uh, and presumably goes back to the turtles. We'll get there. Uh, it's revealed that Shredder is working with the Penguin, uh, and he basically strong-arms the Penguin and steals his army of henchmen and tells them, you work for me now. The Turtles and Splinter are sneaking through a cave, or at least through like some sort of underground tunnel. Uh, by the time they get to the end of the tunnel, it's revealed that they have snuck into the Bat Cave. Jeff, issue two is a fun issue. Indeed it is. Uh, I know you have a lot to say, so I'm going to throw it over to you. 
man, where to even begin? Page one. Begin with page one. <laughs> uh, remind me, this sequence on page one with Michelangelo being thrown into a pizza shop, that was in the movie, right? Yes. Okay. Pretty much like word for word, uh, you know, what, what he said. Um, <laughs> it just makes me happy. <laughs> this fight's uh, very interesting. It, it pretty much goes exactly how you would expect teenagers that are ninjas and turtles versus Batman, which is a seasoned veteran and trained in multiple martial arts. Yep. He just wipes the floor with him. Just he like really a, does. Uh, um, it, it's really impressive. There is a difference. Freaking Master Splinter shows up. Right. He wasn't in the movie. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm still kind of baffled as to why they didn't put him in there, but, you know, hey. Wait, was he not in the movie at all? Nope. They mentioned, like, our sensei's a rat. Oh, you're right. That's weird. I don't understand why. Hmm. I guess it was just easier not to have him in there. I don't, I don't know. Uh, but notice, he didn't really fight Batman. He just kind of dodged all of his, his attacks and then escaped. Yeah. Uh, which I guess would be the right move here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about, tell me what you liked about Michelangelo in that old arcade. Oh, man. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, cause it, you know, it just, it warmed my heart. It really, really did. Um, you know, I kind of hate they didn't do that in, in the movie. Because I'm like, what's the perfect place for a, you know, a hideout in an old abandoned arcade? Okay, sure. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and, just, and th- th- this chart that he quickly writes on a chalkboard is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. really nice. And they, they, of course, they mirrored that in the movie. Which is is great. <laughs> I just uh, I, I love that little moment. It's just it's so nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then of course we got the the kind of the thrust of the entire story is the turtles are going to demutate. You know, like that that is what's driving the story here. Yeah. And seeing Lucius is really cool. Uh, having him give the lowdown on what's going on in such a quick fashion is a bit, it's a bit deus ex machina, you know, just kind of exactly what you need, exactly when you you know need it, but it works. It works really well. And it's a reason to bring in Lucius. Yeah. Uh, the, the shredder towards the end, this is just more evidence that this shredder is the one that we all deserve. Yeah. You know, presumably this is the IDW Shredder, which at this point in the story, this is exactly, you know, how he carries himself. Right. Uh, what'd you think? I, man, I mean, how can you not love this version of Shredder? <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, it's just like in the first movie, like you're, you're terrified of this guy because he looks, dangerous he looks menacing he looks like he could you know cut you in half um it, which does kind of make me a little disappointed 
in the uh, the animated film that he wasn't more menacing and evil looking. But again, I get what they were trying to do with it. They were trying to make him look like, you know, the 90s movie. But he just wasn't as intimidating, especially with the voice. Yeah, yeah. And and while I love how he's drawn in these books, to, like to me, what's more intimidating are his actions. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, just just I'm going to murder this guy. Uh, and he, he right here, it says here, uh, you know, your men have already been disposed of talking directly to the penguin. It's like, oh, yeah, I've already killed your dudes. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to get that out of a kid's movie, you know. Right. Or even a teenager's movie. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, yeah, I, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, the, the cliffhanger that this one is left on mm-hmm. with the turtles finding the bat cave is adorable. It's so good. Yeah. So, uh, overall book two thumbs up, big thumbs up, big thumbs up. Yeah. I, I knew it. I knew it. Uh, and I, I would say that the, the art in this one is better than the first yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, they're actually able to, to give some, some panels directly to large turtles art. And I feel like the artist, uh, does better when he has more space to work with when he's, ha- when he has to cram the turtles into small spaces, I feel like he, the point just isn't made as well. Yeah. Yeah. Are you ready to move on to book three? Indeed, I am, good sir. Okay. Okay, so there's a bit of time jumping in issue three. Uh, it starts with Shredder and the Penguin in the Iceberg Lounge talking about uh, what the plans are with the, the Foot Clan and, and getting his foot back and forth between the you know Turtles dimension and the Batman dimension, and it's revealed that he has uh, I, what looks like, a, I guess, a dimensional generator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's also revealed that Dr. Khan, a doctor or a scientist from one of the labs that the foot had been, you know, been uh, robbing at the beginning of the book one, he is kidnapped and is the only person who is able to either fix or create a time slip generator like or not time slip, a slip a, a dimensional generator, I guess. What, what do they refer to it as? Portal? The portal? Mm-hmm. They're having this discussion, and then suddenly the turtles show up with Batman uh, to fight for access to this portal uh, and also to stop them from their evil plan. They even use the phrase, totally awesome team up, which is on a giant splash page. It's also like the, the, the title page. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, cut back to about two hours earlier, Batman is talking to Alfred about, you know, what's going on, uh, and he goes to head down to the cave when Alfred is told, is informed by the cave's security, hey, there's people down there. They head down there, and Batman's like, oh, it must be the turtles. Hey, uh, he, he, they quickly come to, like, a truce that, you know, we're on the same side, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Splinter goes into a long story about where they come from, how it's different, and basically explaining to Batman what he learned when he was tailing the Shredder. <laughs> Alfred doesn't hear any of this and shows up with a shotgun. Yep. 
ready to murder some turtles. Uh, and just there's a fantastic panel where Mikey makes fun of Alfred by calling him a robot British dude. And Alfred immediately threatens to kill and eat him. <laughs> a nice little touch there. And then two panels later, Michelangelo pokes him in the chest and he's like, ah, oh, so lifelike. <laughs> uh, cut back to the Iceberg Lounge. Turtles and Batman are still fighting, uh, trying to get access to the portal when Shredder blows it up. Shredder knowing that the turtles will revert back to regular turtles if they stay in this dimension too long. Uh, so pres- presumably he has doomed them to not death, but, you know, a terrible fate. N- not only does <laughs> does the explosion kill or you know, blow up the portal, it also kills Dr. Khan because he was being snuck out by Alfred and apparently there was a subdermal bomb implanted in his head, and he is laying on the ground headless because he's dead now. Oof. The Shredder blew up both the portal and the only dude who can fix the portal. He then stabs Raphael, causing him to need medical attention. Shredder escapes via uh, a helicopter, and the turtles have to flee back to the Batcave. The very last page is a reveal that Shredder's helicopter has been taken over by the one and only Ra's al Ghul. And that's the end of the issue. Things are getting fishy, Jeff. Very fishy. Uh, here, When I originally read this, this is where I thought it was going to go off the rails. Because at this point, they're telling a very insular story with a, you know, a, a specific goal. Let's get home. And now you're introducing not only another bad guy, but the League of Assassins, things have just multiplied in their complexity, and the Turtles right now are screwed. What'd you think of issue three? Just getting, just, just every issue, you know, it's just, it's just getting better and better. You know, I think the stakes are probably the highest. Um, well, they're, they're, they're getting to be to that point. Um, uh, you know, within, uh, this issue, um, with the, the portal blowing up, uh, Raphael being injured, um, you know, and, and all of that. Um, <laughs> of course, my favorite part being Michelangelo on the, on the back of the dinosaur. Um, and of course <laughs> they did that, they did that in the movie. Um, yep. What is, and you know, I don't want it to be a comparison the whole freaking time. Like you say, we're not going to really do that, but like the, the difference in the biggest difference in these stories compared to the animated is they weren't from an alternate dimension. They were just like there in this, they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I would say this, this makes more sense than, the turtles being in the same dimension as Batman. Yeah. You know, uh, I think I said this when we talked about the movie, but I don't like the fact that Michelangelo can just pick up a phone and call Batman if he wants to. I don't know. I kind of, I'm okay with that. No, no. Like this, this feels, I I guess uh, likely to happen is the wrong way to put it, but this feels better to me because 
both parties are able to peel away from this story and return back to to uh status quo. Yeah. Uh I, I haven't asked you about nuggets yet. What what kind of nuggets you got? Um hmm. I mean it would be Well we we do get a reference to the you know the original uh first issue of the Mirage comic um in a in a kind of a semi splash page when when Master Splinter is telling the origin or you know what's going on with them mm-hmm. where they came from and whatnot and then you have you know Shredder Krang beam up Rocksteady foot soldiers uh rock soldiers and all that um and uh, you know there's not really too many other nuggets that I've been able to find. Yeah, yeah. It's there's not very many like Easter eggs just in in this story at all. It's it's very straightforward. Yeah, uh, which is fine. You know, it doesn't have to be full of weird you know references that not everyone will get. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I I, th- I like this issue because because of the time jumps. I, I I like seeing oh the turtles and Batman are working together. And then going back and seeing, oh, well, this is how it got there. Yeah. You know, that I've always kind of liked that, that story, uh, template. And I feel like they did it well here. Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, issue four? Issue four. Okay. This issue does not open up with a giant action sheet, action sequence, uh, like the last one. This one is a bit more subtle. It opens, uh, on a scene in Arkham Asylum. Uh, where a a doctor is you know tending to a, a patient and also we see the joker so yeah th- this scene is just here to foreshadow what's to come uh and and what's to come is not like does not bode well for the turtles but we'll get there yeah turtles are in the in Wayne Manor and they order a bunch of pizzas <laughs> And, of course, the Turtles are being teenagers in Wayne Manor, which is fun. Michelangelo specifically. Leonardo is training with Batman, learning new techniques, uh, and actually does a pretty good job of, of you know, holding his own one-on-one with Batman. Donatello is excited to see all of his bat tech in the Batcave, uh, specifically, like, 3D recordings of their last battle, and he, he's just really excited to see what everything, you know, what he's got in the Batcave, right? Yeah. Uh, Raphael is typical Raphael. He's angry. He basically calls Batman just a spoiled rich boy who wants to play hero at night. Uh, and he's really the only one of the, uh, of all of the characters that is kind of fixated on their impending doom, which is understandable because there is impending doom. It cuts to Ra's al Ghul and the Shredder. Uh, there are the two that reveal there is another portal uh, that the turtles are not aware of. And the shredder says, I've got something coming that is going to help us out here. Uh, and he should be, and it should be stepping through the portal right about now. And the thing coming through the, the portal is Casey Jones. Yeah. What? what? Yeah. How does shredder need Casey Jones? This is weird. Uh, 
previously, Raphael had left the, the Batcave, basically throwing a fit and leaving. Batman follows him in uh, one of his Batmobiles, and he's like, hey, uh, it's raining. Get in here. Uh, let me tell you a story, and then you can leave. I, I just want to put everything in perspective. Well, the story that he tells is that of his parents dying when he was eight uh, on, what is it, Crime Alley? Yeah, yeah. Crime Alley. Uh, at the same time, the Turtles and Alfred are realizing, hey, there's a big influx of power coming from a warehouse. Uh, that influx of power, they suspect, is a second portal because it mirrors the power uh, drain that the pr- previous one had. Batman tells that whole story. Raphael kind of understands where he's coming from, and they agree to work together. Cut to the Turtles driving a different Batmobile. And they crash through the building that the the power surge was coming through from to find a beat up Casey Jones uh, who explains why he's there. Uh, he was there to bring the turtles more mutagen. So if they weren't able to get back, they would at least have some fresh mutagen to keep themselves uh, mutated for a longer period of time. Yeah. Uh, the issue closes out with Roz and the Shredder looking up in the rain at Arkham Asylum, which again is foreshadowing what's to come. They also have all of the mutagen that they stole from Casey Jones as he came through the portal. So what Shredder was waiting for was the ooze. Yeah. Yeah. So this story is much more, or this, this issue is much more story than it is action or anything else. Yeah. Uh, I like it a lot because I, I do like issues that move the story forward. Uh, as fun as, you know, six pages worth of action is, it doesn't do it for me like it does, like it does it for you, you know? Yeah. Like, you can well, only draw Batman punching somebody so many ways. Well, look, I, I, I like a mixture of both. You know, I like to have, you know, I don't want a boring deal going on, but, you know, as long as everything is interesting and engaging, you know, you, I'm not all just action, you know, I like some, you know, meaty story development, character development stuff, too. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, What'd you think of this one? What stood out? The thing that stood out to me the most, and I'm I'm sure you're going to guess what I'm going to target, is Batman talking with Raphael. Um, I really love that moment. Um, a lot, and I feel that it was a huge missed opportunity to have not put that in the movie. Was it? Okay. Yes. Yes. I I, I think it would have hmm. added more more depth to the characters. Um, and it's it, it's kind of like I equate it with the the TMNT movie and the Leo versus you know uh. Raphael fight that had a lot of weight to it. And I felt that this moment, um, I think, you know, between, you know, Raphael not understanding why they're not doing, you know, just sitting around eating pizza. Why are we not getting to work and, you know, getting stuff done? And, you know, I think it would have been very important to have, uh, to have seen on, on, on screen. Okay. Okay. Uh, that, you know, that's a, you're not wrong. The it, it, its placement in this book is pretty heavy, and 
for the for the Ninja Turtle fan that somehow is not familiar with Batman's story, if that person exists, it probably does a lot of it carries a lot of of uh or it, it does a lot of heavy lifting in the story department bringing you up to speed of exactly who Batman is. I don't know how many of those people exist. Maybe 17 of them that don't already know Batman's freaking backstory. Yeah. Uh, surprised. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I'm sure that person's out there. Uh, I, I'm not dis, I'm not disagreeing with you here, but it just, it seemed disposable. And maybe that's why it wasn't in the movie. Like yeah. if let's say you cut, cut out Raphael having his little, you know, fit in, you know, you don't even have to cut that out. Just, just have him throw his fit and then walk over to a corner or something and start punching a punching bag, right? Yeah. That entire scene with Batman lifts out of this book and nothing changes. Mm-hmm. You know? Nothing at all. And while it while it's incredibly drawn and extremely well delivered, I don't know if the story benefits from it. Hmm. I mean, it, I guess it could go either way, but I I think it makes a much better impact, bigger impact by it being included. You know, and if Batman was a less popular character and we hadn't seen his origin fifty, you know, fifty eleven times, like eleven it, billion, eleven billion times, <laughs> like I feel like it would have had more impact, but. I, you know, when I was reading this last night, I kind of sighed. I was like, oh, ah, I remember he goes through the whole thing with Raphael, the whole, the whole thing, you know. But see, that's the thing, though, is to Raphael, you know, this guy's a complete stranger. He doesn't know anything about him. So that when you see when he discusses and, and tells him what's going on, his mood totally shifts in that below panel. Right. And, 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 and that's why I say that it's, it's impactful for the characters. Yeah. You know, uh, that's why I say I'm not disagreeing with you because, because you were right on point. It, it's impactful for the characters and, you know, the relationships they're trying to build here. But when it comes to the story, it has zero impact. Yeah. And I guess if you're making six issues, you have to include something like this. You know, there has to be some sort of, back and forth between these characters for it to mean more, but I don't know. They cut an issue out and cut some of this stuff out. Yeah. That's just me. Again, there's, there's no wrong answer here. Uh, right. I do love how they did the rain. Oh my God. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So if anything, keep it in for the rain, man. Yeah. Uh, I, Casey, Casey's inclusion is a bit weird for me too. Mm-hmm. Cause he just kind of swoops in and he's like, Hey guys, I was going to do this, but now I'm injured in here. Hi guys. You know, it, it, yeah. When I first read this, it was kind of a shock. It's like, why is Casey here? What? Yeah. The version of the Batmobile, uh, that they, uh, <laughs> take a joy ride in. 
is the 90s Batman animated series style Batmobile. Yes, it is. Which is one of my all-time favorite. I love, you know, that they're like, hey, you should try some pizza, Batman. It's like, oh, oh hey, it's good. I'm like, yeah. Of course, they they saved that for much later. That Yeah, they saved that for much later in the movie. Yeah. But it was the, the payoff was worth it. Let's go ahead and jump to book five. Book five. Uh, issue five begins with Batman approaching Commissioner Gordon because he was summoned by the bat, the, the, the bat signal. Turtles are there with him, and Commissioner Gordon uh, says, hey, something's going on in Arkham. Uh, all the prisoners are kind of loose, and they're in there with somebody, and it's d- distress. Well, while they're with Commissioner Gordon, Penguin shows up, and he explains, hey, uh, this Shredder guy, uh, he's crazy, and uh, I, I regret teaming with him. Uh, you need to fix this, Batman. I, I'm, he, it's, he stops short of saying, I'm sorry. But he recognizes that Shredder has gone too far and this is getting really bad. Uh, they find out that Shredder's, you know, working with Ra's al Ghul and it's the League of Assassins, Assassins, and there's going to be massive casualties. They're at, at Arkham. It's it's all bad. Now back at the back at the Batcave, Leo or not Leo, Mikey and Donnie are playing a video game on the giant Bat computer thing. Uh, Casey is there. Just having a good old time, right? Well, Damian Wayne shows up, and he's like, what are you doing in my cave? And starts a fight with all three of them. Uh, they're like, what is this kid doing? You know, who is he? And Like, what is he, five years old? And, you know, a, a fight breaks out. Of course, you know, uh, uh, good guys don't know good guys are good guys until after they fight. That's how all crossovers ever have happened. Batman shows up uh, with... How did Leo get injured? No, that's what it was. Okay. Uh, Batman shows up carrying Leonardo because Leonardo, apparently, uh, the ooze or the, the, the mutagen in his blood is starting to affect his, you know, ability to remain conscious, Con- conscious, conscious, remain conscious. And uh, all the, you know, the turtles are obviously very worried because if it happened to him, it's going to happen to them soon. Uh, and Casey speaks up. He's like, Hey, uh, well, good news. Um, I, I have this thing that Harold gave me. It's called a slingshot. Uh, right now it's charging. Once it's charged, we'll have one one opportunity to teleport back to where we came from. And the window is small. So once it's charged, I'll let you know and we'll just dip out of here. And you don't have to worry about this mutagen problem. Uh, and of course, the turtles are like, that's great. However, what about Shredder and all of his goons? What if, you know, th- we can't just leave them here to wreak havoc. And Casey's like, bro, yeah, we can. And they're like, we can't leave Batman. Like, it- it'd be Batman against the whole Foot Clan. We can't do that. Uh, and on top of that, Batman and Damien are preparing to, you know, attack or go to Arkham and fix the problem there. Uh, and Splinter's like, uh, don't underestimate the Shredder. Uh, and Batman's like, I won't. And <laughs> Splinter's like, you already have. And it's just a really nice dialogue sequence between them. Uh, and Alfred suggests he take the imit- in- Intimidator suit, which they don't really show us yet, but they suggest that it's some big suit that Batman wears that's scary. We 
but we'll get to that later. Batman and Damien leave in the Batwing and jump out and they, you know, work their way into Arkham Asylum only to find Penguin is there. And since Shredder found out Penguin sold him out and told the plan, Penguin has been mutated into an actual penguin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, with a monocle and everything. Uh, and the very next page, we get a big splash page of several Batman villains that have also been mutated into animals that pretty closely fit the personality of the Batman villain. Things are getting hairy, Jeff. They are. Uh, what you got for issue five? Man, playing video games in the Batcave on the big screen. That's a good, that's a guaranteed good time. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't think we've seen that since the animated series where Robin was playing a video game. Uh, on there, which I, I don't know if that's a callback or not to it, but I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, if it is. Um, but, uh, I love seeing Damien just go, go full ham crazy on all of them. I really liked the turtle showing up with Batman to see Gordon and he's just like, oh man. <laughs> It's like, it's like, I need to retire. (laughs) It shouldn't be that weird for Commissioner Gordon because, you know, all the Batman villains are pretty odd. Yeah. But, you know, giant talking turtles. When I first saw uh, Damien in this book, like the first time I read it, I was like, ugh, more characters. Mm -hmm. Like, just just tell me story, man. Like, what, what are we doing? And then I remembered that Damien is Ra's al Ghul's grandson. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right, this makes sense. Like, yeah, yeah. If, if this is the story you're telling, including him, makes complete sense. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. Because otherwise, at this point, we don't need any more characters. Yeah. I mean, like, and who was completely absent from this uh, so far is Batgirl. And when she, you know, she showed up in the animated one, though. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it, it, there's just, so, and the thing is, is I'm at this point, I'm like, oh, so many characters. Blah. And then the very last splash screen is all of the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You know, like there's the Riddler as a Fox. There's two face as looks like a baboon. Uh, the, uh, the Joker as some sort of snake. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Freeze as a polar bear. Poison Ivy as a praying mantis. Bane as a elephant. Mm-hmm. Scarecrow as a crow. Yeah. Th- that is a fantastic reveal at the end of that book, you know, because oh, yeah. it's not like it was a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the breadcrumbs led us to Batman. There are no led us to the shredder mutating all of the Batman villains, mm-hmm. but seeing it on a page and seeing the animals that they chose, it was just a really exciting, I can't wait till next month moment. Yeah. Well, then let's jump to issue six. So this issue, of course, picks up where the last one left off. Batman and Damien are overwhelmed by basically every Batman villain being <laughs> mutated into an animal. 
Uh, and the, you know, the, the big one here is Bane. Bane is, is really, uh, putting a hurting on both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they then get to fighting, uh, let's see, uh, Harley Quinn is there. She's a dog. That, that, that's what she is. Or a hyena. Is that a hyena? A hy- hyena. Blah. Why is it hard to say? <laughs> <laughs> The, the one that really does, does Batman in is Mr. Freeze. He freezes him in place, uh, and the turtles are alerted that, hey, Batman and Damien are just getting spanked. There's, there's nothing they can do. Uh, at the same time, Casey's like, the slingshot is charged. We gotta go. We gotta go. There, there is no, there, there's no waiting. We gotta leave now or you're stuck here. And the turtles are like, look. Batman has been doing everything he can the past week to save our lives and fix this. We can't just abandon him. And Casey's like, well, this thing's happening. What are you going to do? Uh, Batman then yells at Ra's al Ghul, and there's a whole bunch of talking uh, while Batman is frozen in the ice. Uh, and Shredder and Ra's, uh, they, they give their, you know, their, their grand plan about joining the Foot Clan with the League of Assassins and taking over both universes, blah, 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 you know, bad guy stuff. Uh, as they're, you know, basically taunting Batman in his frozen prison, the Turtles and Splinter show up, uh, ready to assist him. They melt the ice around Batman and immediately start a fight with all of the villains that are in the scene. Uh, Michelangelo uses Mr. Freeze's gun to, you know, freeze Poison Ivy. There's, uh, a lot of fighting bet- between, uh, the various characters. Batman, <laughs> sneaks away and puts on his intimidator suit, which is this weird looking turtle shaped Batman suit that apparently he built in the past week that has all four colors of the turtles in like in bat shapes on it. It's 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 basically like an Iron Man suit. I don't see the point of it. Uh, There's a whole bunch of fighting and the intimidator suit literally lasts two and a half pages uh, and there's a lot of fighting, more fighting. And there's this beautiful page, like splash page of Batman and shredder fighting each other with a a background of just different panels of them fighting, which is really cool. Batman gets the best of shredder punching, punching off of his, uh, punching off his helmet. uh, And the bad, the good guys are like, Hey, we're, we're going to win. You better, you better leave. You bad guys, or we're gonna, we're, we're gonna arrest you. Uh, well, Damien was off screen disarming, uh, all of the League of Assassins men, uh, because they were all here waiting to ambush the Shredder's, uh, foot clan and basically take over the situation. But he was able to foil his grandfather's plan and his grandfather was actually kind of impressed. He was like, Hey, good move. Well played. At that moment, Casey and April show up in a portal, uh, and they're like, Hey guys, we're back. Uh, we told Harold about what's going on and we, as we got back here as quickly as possible. And here's a portal that we can all go back home through conveniently, uh, that is going to stay open. And uh, we can also keep it open long enough to bring home everyone who is not supposed to be here, AKA the foot clan and the shredder. Uh, they say their goodbyes to Batman uh, let's see. Uh, later, once all of the Arkham, uh, bad guys are locked back in their Arkham cells, 
Commissioner Gordon is uh, talking to Batman saying, hey, all of these dudes are going to be back to normal in a few hours because, of course, the mutagen is becoming inert. So that's convenient for the story. Mm. Uh, Batman and Damien then say, hey, we're going to work on the Intimidator armor together on the same day that your parents died, because that's the the family connection that we have. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's the end. And it ends with the end for now, hinting that there may be an issue or a, a Batman Turtles 2, which there totally was. Uh, by the time this book was published, number one and number two were huge, were a huge success and they had already greenlit, uh, Batman Turtles 2. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so much happens in this issue that it's really hard to keep track of it. There are so many characters that aren't even referenced during the fight because there's just not room for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, if anything, they're referenced in the background of a tiny panel, you know, on the, the left side of the page. Uh, most of this issue is dedicated to Shredder versus Batman fighting and the Turtles versus uh, Ra's al Ghul fighting. Uh, which I guess is what you want in this book. It's not really a complaint. It's just don't. No. Don't don't really pitch me this giant fight with nine characters versus the turtles and then just let them hang out in the background. I, I just feel like that's kind of what they did. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of plot conveniences here, you know, with with Casey Jones going back to the turtles dimension and then coming back with April. Like, was that necessary? I don't know. You know, it's it, it's all of it's in good fun and it, it, it does you know, leave a smile on your face, but it doesn't hold up to much scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Um, what you got for issue six? Well, um, I mean, I, you know, I can see your point, you know, in a lot of that, you know, like, and again, now go back to the movie, you know, I think each villain that they had in there more or less had their, you know, their spotlight. Um, and they, you know, split them up into, you know, teams and, and whatnot. Um, and I think that worked, but I, I don't remember seeing Elephant Bane in there or Riddler or Mad Hatter. Yeah, there, there were less characters in the, 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 in the movie, but I feel like they were better used in the movie. Yeah. It's it's definitely a solid conclusion. Like I said, there's stuff everywhere. It would have been nice to have seen them kind of pair off against you know the the different villains. Um, I think it was fine with Casey going back because it's like you know it's it's kind of like it's kind of like in Sliders when when the uh, dimension timer you know goes off, you have no choice but to go. So I get that plot point because um, there, there's not really a way of him to reverse that. Right, but why do that if you're just going to have him come back at the very end? Well, because Harold doesn't give up. But there's, like, there's no stakes. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I get it. Um, but it's fine. It's, it's totally fine. I loved seeing the, uh, Batman Beyond-esque mecha armor. I'm not sure why that was needed. I, I felt like the writer wanted to, show that Batman was able to learn from the turtles. Yeah. You know, like adapt the turtles, you know, what, what it's, 
the things about the turtles' physiology that give them an advantage. Yeah. Cause it, cause it has a shell. Yeah. You know, it even has three toes, which is real weird. Yeah. No, two toes. Well, yeah, two toes and a back toe. Yeah. Back, that, is that a back? Well, that, I don't know. That's, that's, that would be a heel. Heel, yeah. His turtle feet. <laughs> back toe. A back toe? You know, those iconic turtle back toes. No offense to anyone out there that has back toes. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed seeing, like, Leo just, like, clash, or, clash swords with, uh, with, with, uh, Rachel Ghoul. I absolutely love that splash page with Batman versus Shredder. But again, it's it's ruined by a, a small word bubble. <laughs> Just blood. It's, oh, it's it's annoying. Um, but I do like the basically the 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 shell shock, you know, uh, four and one combo kick hit against Razo Ghoul yeah. versus the turtles. That's really nice. Um. What was really jarring for me was seeing Shredder, like, they, he gets, uh, Batman knocks his helmet off, and he's got light brown hair. I'm like, wait. That what? is, that, that is weird. Like, I was like, is that Johnny Cage? Not supposed to be Johnny Cage. <laughs> These Asian guys don't have brown hair. Yeah, I, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that was a diet. I mean, it just, it, threw me for a whole loop. I was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, and it looks like it has a bit of a curl to it. Yeah, the, no. <laughs> yes, that's a complaint. I was like, why? As it should be, as it should be. You know, why? Um, And probably one of the, the coolest uh, scenes for me when they're, when they're saying their goodbyes, you know, Batman being respectful to Master Splinter and bowing, um, and then because of that connection, I guess that him, that Batman and Raphael had with him sharing with him about his past, it was like, Oh, for your trophy room, you know, basically, um, uh, gives him his mask and his, and, and his sigh, which is just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, really dig that moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's when it comes to crossovers, you know, we've talked about this a lot. I, most of them are really disposable because you know they're going to wrap up nice and clean. You know that, you know, that, that there's going to be that scene where the good guys fight because that's what you want to see and then they'll team up and then the bad, you know, it, a lot of it is just incredibly predictable when it comes to story beats. Mm-hmm. And this one, this one is no uh, stranger to that. Like most of what happens when it comes to the grand story is very predictable. The moving parts within that are just so fun that it gets away with it. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this is the whole series, you know, a- as a whole, like the, you know, the stoic, dark nature of Batman and the the light and fun nature of the Ninja Turtle story. Just it- it's it's like two it's it's two sides of, you know, the same coin. Yeah. Uh, and bringing such a small 
thing from Turtle World into Batman World, uh, the uh, mutagen, it's like that adds so much excitement to what they're capable of telling. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, I'm not going to spoil Batman two and Batman three, but that ki- that kind of uh, you know little trinket from this world going into the other world mm-hmm. is that's kind of where the this whole series and you know its sequels that's where it thrives yeah uh so it, it's it's going to be exciting to go through all of these with you i i can't wait yeah um any final thoughts cuz we got to wrap this up i'm i'm just so glad that we we started off the year with with a with a banger um <laughs> You know, I've, I've, I've loved Batman, you know, since I was a kid and Turtle since I was a kid and just getting to see, you know, uh, well, having watched the movie first and then watching this, I still was not disappointed. Um, I love both versions. Um, and there's, there's something that's, that's great about both of them. And, uh, you know, I, I do enjoy crossovers. I, 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 rather you know like seeing the different dynamics between different characters and you know it's just it, this this was just a, a a fun read and just a total blast it's something that i never thought would ever happen you know it's like one of those things is like well we know marvel versus dc stuff has happened you know and that seems to have been you know harder to to come by over the years or whatever but it's like expecting batman and you know, turtles crossover, you know, it's just like, what, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's nice and, and refreshing, um, to see for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I we're not going to talk about yet what we're going to, what, what we're doing next time. Okay. Uh, we'll just let that be a surprise this time. There you go. Well, Jeff, uh, we will reconvene in two weeks to do this again. Uh, what will you be doing during those two weeks? I'll be at the Warp Zone Arcade, uh, Sergio, uh, Brandon, Mississippi's premier arcade, uh, where we specialize in retro and modern games. Um, all types of games, uh, from, you know, new types and, you know, multiplayer games like, uh, Evil Dead, the game, and, uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Spirits Unleashed, which are, uh, two of our, our big players right now. And then, of course, all the Ninja Turtles games that have come out. Those have been very popular as well. Uh, we also do uh, Smash Brothers tournaments uh, weekly um, and, uh, you know, all types of other stuff. We do restoration on uh, cartridge-based games and cartridge-based systems. Um, and uh, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Um, if you're not following us, um, you know, please do to keep up with what we're doing. If you're in the area, uh, come out and game with us. Um, and where can we find you, Sergio? Nowhere at all. Oh no! Yeah, well, other than the Shellheads uh, Instagram page and it's Shellheads Facebook page, uh, between now and then, my 40th birthday is happening. So, hey. uh, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm officially old. Uh, I'm an old man watching a children's show. Just follow follow the uh, the Shellheads social stuff. Uh, I've been more active lately, so that's cool. Um, and I want to thank everyone for listening and thank everyone for interacting with us online. Uh, tell your friends, uh, and apparently something that you can do that 
I always forget to tell everyone to do is is give us a rating on on the um on iTunes or what's it called now Apple Podcasts. Uh, oh. Can you is there a rating on on a Spotify? I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, just throw us a rating. Apparently that helps us float to the top is what I'm told. I I I don't look at the analytics. I don't know. Uh, yeah. All I know is that we love producing this for you, uh, and I, I hope you enjoy the show every time we put one out. And going into Shellhead's year four? Oh, wow. Year four? That's well, freaking 19, me out. I, it doesn't seem like that at all. No, it's year five. Year five? Yeah, we started in 19, then there's 20, 21, what? 22. Yeah, this is Shellhead's year five, Jeff. Oh my God! It's big anniversary month or year. <laughs> uh, no, well we haven't completed year five. This is the beginning of year five. We got some good stuff planned. Yeah, and maybe some surprises along the way. I'm working on some stuff. Oh, are you now? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're Shellheads. miss an episode of the Shellheads podcast, visit realitybreach.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere you get your podcasts.